Carrie Dunn asks, any ideas on marketing to apartment tenants to get them into thoughts on buying? Okay, so here's the thing. We need to think about when we think about marketing, solving people's problems. And what I identify as a cold lead is somebody who actually has a problem and doesn't even realize they have a problem. Or someone who can do something that isn't even thinking that they can do. Does that make sense? So in other words, you might have people in the apartment complex that are veteran buyers or they're first time, they're first time home buyers and they can qualify for an FHA loan or a VA loan and they can actually get into a house and they don't even think they even have the ability to get into the house. So educating people and giving them as much information as possible about the buying process, about the qualifying process, what type of loans are available, what types of people can get into homes, how much money you do or don't need, the credit, um, the credit score you do or don't need. All of those things, the more information and value that you can give to people to talk to them about th these type of scenarios is just gonna start opening their minds, educating them, pushing content out there, right? I would obviously, wherever that apartment complex is, put it in your um, Facebook account, through your ads manager account, and do geographic detailed targeting to that area, right? Obviously you can only do it within a 15 mile radius because of HUD's um, guidelines, but make sure that that apartment complex is within that area and just start talking about buying and the buying process, what you can do, what you can do, what you do need, what you don't need, and educate, educate, educate. And then on top of that, use every door direct and start sending out, I know some of you go, oh, she's gonna do regular flyers. Yes, when I call it digital location domination. When you are digitally marketing to an area and then also marketing through old school techniques like postcards and that kind of thing, where you give high quality um, information and information about buying, stuff about the neighborhood, you know, coupons, all that kind of stuff, where they're actually gonna wanna keep it. Maybe you've got calendars on there or schedules of, of, of the football, baseball, or whatever it might be in the area. Um, buy one, get one free for a certain restaurant. And then on, on one side and on the back side, you've got information about buying, right? Have a buyer seminar, go and talk to the hotel um, to the apartment complex and ask if you can do a buyer seminar once a week at the same exact time every single week. Um, maybe one in the morning, one in the evening so that you can reach people at different, different levels. Those are all really, really great things to do when it comes to target marketing. But understand this, that consistency is the key. If you're gonna send out those type of postcards, make sure you do it every couple weeks, right? If you're gonna create video content, make sure you're creating video content every every week, two to three times a week where you're targeting people and getting that information out there. So that should absolutely help you if you do that, Carrie. And um, I just pre appreciate you asking. Are you looking to transform your business? Well, if the answer is yes, then you don't wanna miss out on our three-day intensive event starting soon for only $97. This event is jam-packed, three full days of live coaching with me. We have breakout sessions to customize and implement our daily training so that you can actually utilize them into your business. We're gonna give you the training to craft your personal strategy to convert your leads into long-term clients. So let's go. What are you waiting for? Register now at kristamayshore.com slash three days live. Can't wait to see you there. Just go to kristamayshore.com slash three days live and let's transform your business.
We've got questions with Chris today. So this is from Sharon S. She says, Krista, I'm curious to think about what you think the real estate market will look like in 2021. Ooh, Sharon, I gotta admit, this is not a question I like answering. And this is just my opinion. I do believe that we're gonna see a correction. Right now we have, it's an amazing, crazy seller's market. There's a limited inventory. Interest rates, as you know, are absolutely amazing. It's a buying frenzy to try to get properties. You've gotta make multiple offers and bidding wars and be crazy when you're making an offer on a property in order to get it because there is such limited inventory. But I personally don't think this is going to last very long because we have so much unemployment right now. Um, I do believe because of the election that they're gonna try to keep the market as good as possible because our market is actually helping keep the economy alive and, and being okay. But with so many people out of work, I'm a little bit concerned about what that, what the market will look like in, two, in 2021. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't guarantee anything, but what I would tell you is just to keep on, you know, sharpening down on your skills. It's more important than ever as the market starts to shift. Um, if, you know, things become a little rocky that uh, you have your value add and you stand out amongst other agents. What I will say is that this pandemic is very, very different than what was happening back in 2008. In 2008, the reason why the market crashed was because they were selling A, D paper as if it were A paper, right? Um, they had seated income loans and anybody and everybody could actually qualify to get a house when they really couldn't afford it. That is definitely not happening right now. They, are, they want your blood, sweat, and tears in order to qualify. So um, it's very different than 2008, but with the uh, whole election and with unemployment and many people out of jobs, it is quite a bit concerning for me. But again, I cannot, I don't have a crystal ball. That is just my opinion. So I hope that helps Sharon. And if you'd like to ask more questions of me directly, just put them in the chat below. Let us know, we'll be sure to answer them on our next Q&A with Krista. Hey everyone, questions with Krista. So this question is from Foster B. He's asking about when you run ads through your ads manager account on Facebook. He says, Krista, how many reach ads should you run? Three, five, or seven? Well, Foster, let me go ahead and tell you the answer to that. First of all, everyone, what does he mean when he says running a reach ad? Well, reach is an objective that you can use on Facebook. You see in Facebook, in the ads manager account, there's multiple objectives. What that means is you're telling Facebook, here's what I wanna do, I wanna do this right now. The reach objective is to reach everybody. You're reaching the masses in your community. So he's asking, how long should I use the reach objective? Well, it really does vary with every person. Sometimes you might use it for a month or maybe two months, depending on how many people you're actually reaching, if that makes sense. So if you live in a really, really large city, and your, your reach objective is only going to, as far as how many impressions that you're doing, um, you're only reaching, let's just say 3,000 people, you wanna do it longer. There's times where we have over 130, 150,000 people that we reach when we run an ad. It also depends upon how much money you're spending on that ad. What money are you putting behind that reach objective? That's also gonna uh, make a big difference as far as how long you should run the ad. So typically when I have new students that join my program, I like them to run the reach ad at least four to six weeks because the idea is to get them as much exposure to their community as possible. I want them to reach as many people. And then we start changing the objectives as we go. For example, the next objective that I would tell them to do is to go use the video views objective. Because now that they've reached the masses, their whole community has seen them, now I want them to use the video views objective because I want people who watch videos to actually watch that video. So when you're telling Facebook, 
um, it's algorithm that your objective is to watch is video views. You're saying Facebook, go find people that like to watch videos and expose my video to them. So again, what are you doing with the reach objective, with the video views objective? You're building brand awareness. That's the whole reason behind those objectives. So Foster, I hope that helps. Before I end this, I want to say a few things. People will ask me, Krista, what ad should I run? How long should I run it? And how much should I spend? And here's what I always say to everybody. First of all, I need to know a couple of questions. Number one, what's your objective? Where, what do you want to do with that ad? What do you want people to do? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to get people to know you? Um, where are those people at in the cycle? Are they buying? Are they selling? What point are they in the buying and selling process? Are they ready to make a decision? Are they researching? Are they comparing and contrasting? All of those things have a huge, huge to do with what ad you choose, how long you're gonna choose it, and what your objective is. So, what's your objective? Where in the buying or selling cycle are they, right? Do they already know you? And um, have they already been exposed to you? And what is your objective? What do you want to them to do? What's your end point for the user? So those are questions and things you want to think about anytime you create an ad. Have the end in mind before you start, right? So have the end in mind in the beginning, if that makes sense. So Foster, I hope that helped. Um, and if you want me to answer questions, real live questions from you, just put them down below in the comment section and we'll feature you and your question in one of our next questions with Krista.